Hey, it's Delvin. You might know me as the Dark Web from the Longbox Crusade. Yeah, let me tell you a little bit about what you're going to be listening to. This has come out to play. It's a New Warriors podcast based on the 1990s series, The New Warriors. The New Warriors ran 75 issues. And Jared, you might know him as Death Probe, possibly the yard sale artist. Jared and I are covering all 75 of these issues and we're doing it on YouTube channel. Since we have an awesome DJ and Pat Sampson, a.k.a. DJ Cristados, he's going to take these and he's going to strip the audio from the YouTube recordings that we do every second Tuesday of the month, by the way, if you want to listen there. He's going to take those recordings and he's going to just give you the audio recording. So if you're a little bit busy, like most people are from time to time, you have an extra opportunity to be able to just listen to the audio. So a little bit of a warning. It's going to be a little bit rough as, you know, some of the things are going to be comments and stuff that happen right in that moment. But you still get to listen to some New Warriors goodness. Have fun. And remember, New Warriors come out to play. A New Warriors podcast is streamed live in front of an internet audience. You can join in on the live stream and chat every second Tuesday of the month on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Just search for and follow Longbox Crusade. Congratulations on making it. Are those your work clothes? These are my work clothes. Yeah, I just jumped off my work computer and flew in here. Boy, I'll tell you, it's a busy day. Busy day. Oh, yeah, I completely sympathize and agree with that. Let me put in my headphones and you, you, say you, you, you know that's going to take forever and a day to hook up, right? <laughs> Whew. Yeah, it's one of those things where my boss was like, hey, can I meet with you to, after work at five, you know, go over a few things? I was like, nope. <laughs> yeah, you know talk new funny? warriors. <laughs> you know what's funny? The exact same thing happened with me where I was supposed to, you know, normally done with work between five and 530, right? Mm-hmm. And I just happened to be on a little bit later, it's like a little after 530, and some random person pings me and like, can we talk about this matter requiring immediate attention or, and I'm like, yes, <laughs> fast forward about an hour and a half or so. And here we are, but we've got a show people are waiting. So I must start the introduction, which would be, well, you know, normally there'd be some bottles Jared, that Jared has, but. As, oh, you want me to get some bottles? I can run grab some. Oh, you're good. You're good. Okay. I, I'll I'll do the improv. You are the surprise special guest, so I'll have to just do the improv here. Here we go. Are we ready? Okay. Let's do it. Warriors, come out to play. <laughs> I can do it, like because I know Jared loves this. <laughs> he loves it very much. Do, do you have the script, by the way? If you not, don't worry. I can I can tap dance us all the way through it. It's no it's no problem. I probably can find it. Uh, there's a come out to play script right here. Uh, 12? 12. 12 is mm-hmm. what we're on. Twelve is what we're on. And so right. I was so I will start the introduction. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Come Out to Play, a New Warriors podcast. I almost know this by heart, but I got to go to the script here. I'm Delvin, a.k.a. The Dark Web. I had to go to the script to let you know what my name was. <laughs> In case you're new to the show, welcome. Come play with us as we talk about Marvel Comics, The New Warriors. And let me introduce to you my warrior in arms here. Wait, wait a minute. You're, you're not Jared. It's different. It's like the writer strike in the 80s when it wasn't Bo and Luke, it was Coy and Vance. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
So we have the Chloe Advance version of Nova here. It is Jason Albrick, a.k.a. Weasel Skull. And before I introduce you, I just want to mention that Jared uh, unfortunately couldn't make it. Just a little health thing that came up uh, within the household, and so he had to take care of that. Jared, I don't know if you're listening or not, but dude, please get better. Um, and uh, same thing with Johanna and um, maybe the kids also. So just hope everything gets better. But the show must go on. And now, Jason, welcome to the show, dude. Thank you. Um, it says here that it is uh, my responsibility to keep you on the up and up by asking you a brand new each a brand new question each and every podcast. That's true, Coy. Okay, okay. Uh, is, is this? I'm assuming this is related to the comic, or it could be anything that I want. Anything you want. All right, all right. Uh, Delvin, who are you rooting for in the Super Bowl? Man, I tell you what, I got. Uh, uh, one of my friends here asked me, he's like, what are you doing for the Super Bowl? Is I'm like, dude, I forgot the Super Bowl was even this <laughs> Sunday. And I'm a sports dude. That's the funny thing. I've had like any number of other things on my mind. It's a compelling story. On one side, you got the Rams uh, who made it to the Super Bowl a couple years back and they absolutely laid an egg. It was just, mm-hmm. I mean, they had like the whole year just razor sharp offense. And then they came to the Super Bowl and just absolutely laid an egg. And it was bad. So they had their chance of redemption. Plus Matt Stafford, who just went from the lowly Lions to the absolute penthouse. Right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, I mean, there's the Rams and then there are the crap, the Bengals. I mean, Bengals. come on. Usually, nasty natty, man. It, nasty natty's in the in the Super dude, Bowl. I, I I never guessed that Joe Burrow would have been that much of a difference. They were, I think, I were like one in fifteen a couple of years ago, and now they are in the Maurice Feldman Super Bowl, and it's impressive. I I just want I want them to both go and ball out. I actually am not rooting for either one of them. But I think it's just going to be a fantastic and compelling story either way. So what about you? Who are you rooting for? You know, similar to you, I, I hadn't really been paying much attention to football for whatever reason. Um, well, I know what the reason is. I'm a Colts fan, so my season is usually pretty <laughs> short. <laughs> so yeah. so um, I was scrolling through my Facebook feed and I was like, oh, man. This Facebook news stuff is it's getting bad. This fake news is telling me this Cincinnati's <laughs> in the Super Bowl. They expect me to right? believe this. Come on. Right? And I was like, oh, it's true. Uh, yeah. so I mean, I kind of I kind of feel compelled to to root for the old Bengals, man. I I mean, it just uh, so many years of just being the bottom of the pile. Mm-hmm. I, I just I just I don't know. I feel like it's it's time. It's time to Bring a championship to Cincinnati there. Well, I'll add this and then we'll talk, you know, about the comic book and not keep people waiting. But mm-hmm. if Joe Burrow pulls off, I mean, this dude was an also ran. He like yep. he left Ohio State, went to Indiana for God's sake, and was like there to Midland there, goes to LSU, does average. Yeah. So like, well, the first season he was there, he was like an average quarterback. And then all of a sudden, senior year, boom. And yeah, I'm just saying like, when he was at LSU, I did, like, I, I had no idea. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he his senior year at LSU was a dream season. And then if he pulls yeah. off that plus a Super Bowl, just wow, incredible. In any event, let's talk about the comic book. Uh, yeah. For anyone listening, come out to play as a chronicling of the 1990 series, The New Warriors. The first volume of New Warriors ran 75 issues. Jason and I are covering this issue, uh, and we're going to talk about our love for the series and maybe help Jason find a little bit of his, and we'll share our love and joy with the listening audience. So grab your skateboards, your bucket helmets, possibly your charger that's painted orange, on top of it (laughs) it is time to play and we are going to be covering today new warriors issue 12 
Cover credits go to Mark Bagley and Larry Mostead. And Jared's usually the guy for this. You're going to have to scoot over a little bit, Jason. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm Sorry, old, I forgot. I forgot. I'm, I'm an old pro. Oh, I'm new to way. it. I got to go this way. Yes. So uh, this is the cover for New Warriors 12. And we don't have to describe it, but you can tell us what it is, any thoughts that you think about Well, I think this cover is made for somebody like me, Uh, somebody that hasn't really been following New Warriors, um, Mm -hmm. seeing it on the newsstand. It's on the spinner racks, you know, and you're looking at it. This is something that would make me want to pick it up. It's very clever. Uh, It's clever how they did it, Um, because, number one, you've got some very popular characters in there. And uh, my first thought is like, oh, wow, Captain America's in this comic. Yeah. Eh, not really, but the way that they drew him, it's like, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. is it yeah. is it yeah. an Oreo or is it Hydrox? <laughs> it looked like an Oreo <laughs> when, I, when I looked at it. Uh, but, it I, but I recognize, of course, some of the new warriors. Uh, I've guessed it on the show, I think, around issue eight or something like that. And mm-hmm. uh, so I recognize some of the characters, Nova and and uh, his name, uh, um, uh, Vance Astro Marvel Boy. and Marvel Boy. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and some of the New Warriors. And then I was like, hold on a minute, there's some is uh, an X Men guy. I'm looking. I see the Juggernaut. I see Cannonball. I'm like, okay, this yeah. is really interesting. And this looks like a, a action packed comic. So. Um, to me, it's it's one of those that makes you pick it up, makes you look at it. It's it's beautiful. It's got a lot of action on the cover, and uh, I really liked it. Yeah, it is. It's a crowded cover, but when you have a great artist, like you can have a lot of. I shouldn't have said crowded. You got a lot a lot of characters on the cover, but it's not mm-hmm. too crowded. And this cover fits the bill. And if you've been reading it, you knew that like there was going to be a big skirmish coming up in this issue. And it looks like it. And then just like you said, I mean, some of those characters, like some of them look familiar. Like you got the warriors who look for the most part familiar. You should be able to recognize them. But like some of the other people don't quite look the same. Like, okay, yep, Juggernaut looks about the same, but looks like some dude looks like Thor, but that's not Thor. And looks like Cap, but if you look real closely, uh, Cap's ear looks like my ear. It doesn't look like Steve Rogers here. Yeah. Uh, and then there's Cannonball there that's looking like, you know, maybe he was like rocking out from the 80s or something. He just came <laughs> back from maybe some jazzercise, maybe. He just came uh, back from so, a Joe Jet concert or something, you know? Yep. Yep. We, we got a link of his here saying, I really dig Cyclops looking like a doobie brother. <laughs> 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 yep, uh, Cy- Cyclops looked very, very um, urban. Uh, 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 look up uh, there, there we go. Jared come, comes in with some positivity, talking about the new co-host. So, Jared, oh, I, Delvin, I think he's talking okay. about you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it's fifty-fifty, Jason. It could go either way. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Is Give the people what they want. That's right. And so, I mean, and then the top says forever yesterday, part two of three. So you're right smack dab in the middle of a three-parter. And usually the good thing about three-parters are that first issue sets up most of the action. The second issue gets that action to a tipping point. And then in that third issue, it all goes to hell in the handbasket. So, yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about it here, but the second issue did its job. (laughs) Definitely. Got yes, to sir. The tipping it, point. it absolutely did. And we've got to rate the cover. We rate things here on a scale of one to 10 and come out to play. Uh, one being the lowest, two being the highest. Oh, it's one, one to 10 nightsticks. But I know a refined gentleman such as yourself, Jason, would know what the word trunkion meant. Yeah. Right? Of you, course. See? Yeah. I, yeah. I asked, as Jason, I mean Jared, and Jared's like, I don't know what that means. I'm like, <laughs> I, I put my groceries in the trunkion. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> put your groceries in the trunkion. One to ten, what would you rate this cover? Man, I I'm really digging it. You know, I think um, you know number one is Bagley, and I really enjoy Bagley. I think they have a ton of characters on here. So uh, you use the term crowded. 
I think they use the space pretty well, though. I really like how the action kind of spills over across the top of the New Warriors logo. Um, it's colorful. It pops. It, it really drags you in there. I'm going to give it a nine. I think it's really good. Really good. Nice. Nice. And, hey, I don't have any problems with you giving it a nine. I'm one step lower, giving it an eight. There are some covers coming up, and there are some covers that are in, that are in the past that just really just pops with the eye. And this was good. This definitely caught my attention. It definitely would have me read it. So I'll have it at very good. And Jared, by the way, says he gives the cover an eight. So He's not part of the show, so it doesn't matter what he says. But I have to mention him because he mentioned that, sorry, I couldn't be everyone. I'm dying. A slight exaggeration, I hope. But Delvin has my thoughts via text. Demand them. They don't have to demand them. I'm going to give them to them for free. He rated the cover an eight. And there you go. He course Die quieter, Jared. Come. Die quieter. <laughs> well, he's not here, so he is dying on you. <laughs> so it, it is good. All right. So, Jason, since you have the script, you want to read the um, cover credits for the issue? Let me do it. All right. So the cover credits are, it's New Warriors number 12 with an on-sale date of April 23rd, 1991. Cover date is June 1991. The cover price is a cold, hard George Washington. The story is by Fabian Nitsieza, pencils by Mark Bagley, inks by Larry Malstedt, colors by Andy Yankas, letters Joe Rosen, and the editor was Danny Fingeroth. And uh, again, we'd like to give thanks to Mike's Amazing World. Now, Delvin, that, Jason. Yes. you're supposed to hit, hit us with a synopsis, I think. Well, if I'm supposed to, I better get to it. Once I scroll down, here we go. The <laughs> title of this book is A Betrayal of Hope. Oh, boy. Nova is in it deep. How deep? First, after failing to stop the mutant liberation front from escaping with schematics to Muhammad Island. I learned how to pronounce that today from Jared. The MLF penetrate the force field surrounding the island and advance towards the generators that power the force field. Second, after being enlightened to the literal state of the false world by Sage, Nova sets out to the battlefield near the force field where the Avengers are fighting the mutant liberation front. Third, Nova turns the tide by betraying the Avengers, enabling the MLF to collapse the force field. And finally, the entire mutant liberation front advances on the island with Atlanteans coming in right behind them to attack the Sphinx, who is ready. Is she ever? That's how deep Nova's in. <laughs> and so with that, we're going to talk about the book. Mm -hmm. Highs, lows, pluses, and minuses. Jared has some images that he brought up, but like, let's freestyle it a little bit this time because okay. that's Jared's stuff. Let's just let you go off the cuff, Jason, and uh, talk about any higher low that you want to from issue 12. I think the high for me jumping into it was it was a well-balanced book. And by that, I mean, it grabbed me coming in and I'm sure as you're uh, viewers here know I, I have not been following the comics, so I'm coming into this cold. It's dead in the middle of this trilogy. So I open it up, and it's very interesting out of the gate, right? <laughs> kind of no pun intended. But, yeah. you know, I'm like, okay, this is this is cool. It's got me interested. It gave me enough information that I knew the gate's dangerous. I knew it leads to some other, you know, dimension or place or something um the visuals were very cool as we see juggernaut kind of get caught in it so it's mm -hmm. it, it was really good at that point and then just as i was getting into like what the heck is going on what is a captain assyria and you know and <laughs> I, I'm, I'm i'm starting to get lost well then it breaks down into the next act of it is the revelation to nova um, and the origin story. And um, mm -hmm. this Sphinx lady, man, she played a long game <laughs> for this plan match. <laughs> she went through like a half dozen lives. But, you know, it, it's more than that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Many more. Uh, yeah. Many more than that. Um, 
but it explained it to me. So I'm like, okay, now I get the setup and I understand why these characters are arrayed against one another. Um, and, and so it did a really good job of bringing me in as a new reader, even coming into the, the middle part of a three, three, uh, a three act play, I could get what was going on. And then you had a really big payoff at the end with a great um, battle uh, between the mutant liberation forces and the Avengers basically um, in this timeline. And, and so it was very rewarding for me as a reader to, to read through, be able to come aboard, be able to understand what happened before uh, to some degree, at least enough to be functional. And then um, to really just enjoy that last third act. So that's a sign of a pretty good comic, right? Like every issue of a comic book series could be someone's first. Yeah. And so you have to at least a little bit talk about what came before, at least the pertinent parts of what came before. And then you have to advance the action and you have like the same amount of pages basically every month, uh, month in, month out to do the same thing. So it's a good thing that you felt drawn in because at first you were like, what the what? But intrigued, which is good and not like a what? And then like, I was dumb. And then you got an explanation as to what was going on. And then the action went ahead and advanced. So seems like just overall was a good positive experience. Is that fair it to was. say? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, even to, to add one more element of it, I think a good, a well-written story like this gives you just enough information, but it also leaves you wanting to go back and see what, what actually happened. Like, oh, I want to see how they got these plans. Um, I want to see what happened that, that actually divided um, our heroes into these two camps. Um, mm -hmm. So it, it gives you just enough to, to keep you going, but leaving you hungry to, to go back and get what happened in the first part. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Have did you read issue 11 by any chance? No, I didn't read issue 11 uh, simply uh, because of time. I just didn't. Uh, it was kind of a last minute call, you know, peek behind the curtain here that I was uh, mm -hmm. that I was coming aboard. So I read the issue over lunch, uh, you know, finished out my work day and then jumped right on here. I've had a conversation while we've been talking, Jason, with uh, another Jason, Jason Lady, in this case. And. Jason's had a few things to say. He's mentioned that the characters reimagined for an Egyptian-centric world. Uh, they were cool. Just some good character designs. I tend to agree with that. I thought so, and too, yeah. he was just asking, was a trunk, is it a Trunkian or an Eskrima stick? And I admitted that I didn't quite know, but he went ahead because, you know, he is an all-purpose viewer and explains that a Trunkian is a club like what Dwayne, Night Thrasher, uh, uh, stores in his backpack and beats up bad guys with. All right. And so, yeah, you don't get to see the version of Dwayne that you get to that you're enjoying on the cover right there. You have to see a very young Dwayne who looks like he endured about the worst thing that you possibly could endure as a kid. Oh, was that the was that him in the, the, the comic when the OK, I guess we can spoil it when, when the. That's, when they get, that's no, no, no spoiling. I mean, that happened here in issue 12. In issue 12, it was Dwayne's father, and it was Reed Richards. And the Assyrian guard just came in the door like the dang stormtroopers with much, much better aim and took out everybody but Dwayne, leaving Dwayne very painful and ready to seek vengeance, it seems. Yeah. Okay, no, that makes sense. I guess I didn't put it together that that was that that was Dwayne, that that was the Night Thrasher that we that we know. Okay, yeah, that's helpful. That was yep, that was Dwayne. Uh, Jason Lady mentions as well uh, that Namorita is blue in this alternate uh, this alternate world because Namorita was uh, the uh, cousin and cohort of Namor when. Magneto and the White Queen went to visit them in Atlantis. So if you 
you're keeping track. You got a Night Thrasher who wasn't quite the Night Thrasher that you saw a few issues ago. You got Namorita. Namorita doesn't exactly look the same. So looks like this new world had a few changes for the new warriors. And some of those uh, characters had to play a background role, at least to this point. There's still one more issue left in the story arc. Uh, but looks like they had to play a background role. And the main people in this storyline were, you know, Nova, Marvel Boy, and Firestar. Those would be the main three warriors that we've gotten to see. So with that, let's talk about Nova. Nova is a big, big player in this book. Did, did you think anything about Nova in the book? Yeah, Nova, obviously, he's kind of the main protagonist here. I got the sense that something occurred last issue that had him questioning this reality that he's a part of. It uh, looks like he's a member of the Avengers at the start of the book. Not so much correct. by the end of the book. <laughs> kind of had a fallen outs there. Um, but it, in the meantime, it was kind of that, that discussion with, uh, you said Sage, was that the name of the character that was revealing yes, was. to him? Mm-hmm. that what was going on so that helped me as a reader uh, understand and it also really put nova in a very difficult position and i thought that really played out well in the third act it made his decision to side with the mutant liberation front and help them destroy that uh, generator it made sense and it and it was obviously a very painful decision for him to make and that in that painful decision and, and the intensity of the action, apparently it looked like it caused him to develop a power. He didn't know he had where he literally <laughs> like laid out all of the Avengers, like with one big Omni blast, which I thought mm-hmm. was pretty, pretty cool. So um, it's going to be interesting to see him going forward in part three. Um, mm-hmm. it looks like he's pro- he's pretty much all in now with, um, the, the team, uh, on the mutant liberation front, but I thought it was a, a, a really interesting reveal of a new power and it was, um, great character development, uh, in the story. I thought, yeah, the only thing that you missed about Nova last issue is Nova for whatever reason is a part of the Avengers. And for some reason, he just got the feeling that things just, weren't quite right yeah and, you know it, and which is a shit not a shame but it was a kind of you know weird thing because his family's living the high life he got he found these powers he wound up becoming an avenger as a result of it and he just felt like an outsider with the avengers even though he was providing a great life for his family and then sage shows up and sage is like you want to know the truth and nova's like well yes please tell me and that's where this issue comes in, where he starts telling him the truth about uh, the Sphinx and what happened uh, with the Sphinx in the guy's lifetime and then also the lady Sphinx as well. So, yeah, Nova was definitely caught in the middle of some action. And then what I personally like was that uh, he revealed or he he decided it's like, OK, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I know I got this Avengers call. I've got all this new information going going through my head. Let's see what's going on. And the first person he runs into is Vance. And he's about to hit him. He's like, Vance, I don't want to do this. He's like, Vance is like, how do you know my name? And he's like, what? What? I I don't know. (laughs) I don't don't know how I know your name. Which, again, just, and, and I give Marvel Boy a ton of credit. He immediately, like, seized that opportunity because there's one other thing I didn't mention. Last issue, Nova had an opportunity to stop Marvel Boy and Firestar from escaping with the plans that allowed them to infiltrate the island in the first place. And he they made mention of that in this one. They he do. looked the he looked the other way, and so as soon as like Marvel Boy sensed quote unquote weakness, he jumped on. Is like, well, dude, you've got to help us now, and that. That plus all the knowledge that Nova had learned to that point led to the decision that they did. A um, lot of yeah, was really cool. development in, within Nova in the past issue, the past two issues. Yeah, it's very interesting because, again, even somebody with very limited knowledge of the New Warriors as far as how they interact with one another, um, 
you know, who's closest to whom on the team, that type of thing. I don't really know, mm-hmm. but I certainly get the sense um, of a of team, um, uh, you know, just a team cohesion and comradeship between uh, Vance and and um, uh, and Nova in that scene. I just thought it really kind of it kind of exuded. Um, I don't know. Just kind of, you, you felt like you knew the characters, even though I, I've only really known them through two issues. Yep. And Link corrects me. He's correct. He is Marvel Man. Marvel yes, Man. Not Marvel, not Marvel Boy. Not Marvel Boy. Marvel Man. And I would agree with that. And maybe there's just something about Vance, about Marvel Man, that just hitting over the right way, where he's just yeah. like, there's something about this guy. And that was another part of Nova's conflict in last issue. He's like, these dudes aren't trying to hurt us. Why are we treating them as if they are just the mortal enemy of all time when they're doing everything they can? Like they're fighting us, but they're not trying to harm us there. And they certainly aren't going for the kill. So why are we treating them like we need to hunt them to extinction? Right. So Nova's gone through a lot. Very, very interesting. Is there anything else that stuck out to you in the issue? You know, I think the other thing that I, I kind of wanted to talk about briefly was just the complexity of the issue. I always kind of thought of the new warriors as kind of, um, I don't know. Uh, it, I had nothing to base this off of, but just kind of like street level uh, mm-hmm. superheroes. Like, you know, they'd go out fighting in the streets of New York city. And this was, had all the complexities and intricacies of, uh, you know, uh, Jared actually summed it up when I was talking, chatting with him earlier. He said, this is almost like a new warriors days of future past type mm-hmm. of event. And it really did have that, that type of feel to it. Um, at the same time, it didn't feel like a knockoff. It felt like a unique story with unique characters, um, mm-hmm. unique challenges and uh, I I just really enjoyed it and was a little bit surprised at the, how complex um, the story was uh, and how enjoyable it was as well. I forever will compare New Warriors to DC's Titans in that the Titans a lot of times can do that street level type story. But at the same time, they can fight Trigon, right? Yeah, and fair. That, and that's the case here where you got the Warriors. This is wrapping up year one of the book. And we've seen the Warriors at the street level. We've seen also the Warriors fighting uh, powerful foes like Terrax, uh, even though it was a watered-down form of Terrax, a star thief. They've already been out into space, uh, met the Inhumans as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. Night Thrasher had a um, fight with the Punisher, who is a street level foe, so that's back to street level. The Warriors had a fight with the forces of nature, which were, uh, I'd say, at least a superpower battle, maybe not like an established higher level superpower battle. And the entire team has also fought uh, Cyanex, uh, which is also a uh, superhero team. So they've kind of run the gamut in 12 issues. Um, they have gone from street level to uh, that space age uh, to cosmic level a powered villain. So they've, they've run the gamut and this just kind of adds another unique complexity to uh, the Warriors canon. So I'm glad that you were impressed by that. Jason Lady chimes in and says the gravimetric pulse it pops up a few issues later. Nova gets a power up. Nova oh, is that the power one. that he used? The, is that it what was. it's called? Okay. The gravimetric pulse. He was, it looked like, I'm not going to spoil too much because I know Jared is still listening. But it looked like Nova was very highly stressed at the time. And he was just so upset and frustrated and conflicted. And he just let loose with this Nova burst. And it laid out every Avenger. And the Avengers, of course, are powerful. I mean, you got your Captain Assyria, but you had your core version. You had Storm, who was an alpha, excuse me, omega level mutant uh, powerhouses, and they were all laid out. You had Spectrum, who was uh, Spectre, which is a form of um, Monica Rambeau. So, yeah, laid them all out. So whatever that is, that is a very 
a powerful weapon that no has. But it doesn't seem like he might be able to use it often, just at times of high stress, maybe. We'll see. Uh, Jason Lady also comments, uh, Nisieza made some great friendships in this team. Love the rage, speedball friendship that comes later. Jason, 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 quit spoiling things for the future. Oh. We don't know who Rage is. You don't even know Who's who Rage, rage is. I don't yet. know who Rage is. Yeah, right? I, I don't, me neither. I have no idea who Rage Okay, I do know. I've read the series, but I did, there, there are some good friendships that uh, that have developed as well. Uh, do you have anything else that you want to add, Jason? One question that popped into my head as I was reading this in that dialogue between. Magneto and uh, Namor. Was that mm-hmm. Doctor Strange's cloak that Namor was wearing? That looked a I'm lot not like sure. Doctor Strange's cloak. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Or did they just well, go the same? You never know. That could have just been a throw-in that um, that ba- excuse me, Bagley and Izeza put in just as a you know wink and a nod. I'm not sure, yep. though. Let me... It absolutely does look like Doctor Strange's cloak, though. It's, it's just like, hmm, did he like beat Doctor Strange and get this cloak or something? Yeah, check that out, people who are watching. Yeah, that very well could be a, just an Imperial cloak, or it could be Doctor Strange's cloak. So I'm not certain. If anyone knows the answer to that, please let us know in the comments because I'm not sure. Ah, I should read Jared's comments also, unless you have something else, Jason. No, I think I, I think. We've uh, run the gamut there. Okay. Jared had some comments and just said, uh, not bad for middle of the arc tale. Almost lost me when Sage went rambling, Claremont style. Usually those kind of background flashbacks should help clarify things, but I swear I was more confused after I read it than I was before I read it. But it had a big comeback with a cool battle in Richard's decision and the reveal of a new power. The art was killer, especially that drawing of Galactus. Wow. And yes, Fabian, I get how proud you are that you discovered McCommon sounds like Manhattan. I think mentioned it 17 times in this issue helped hammer that point home. <laughs> I didn't know that, though. When I looked at that word, M-A-Q-A-M-A-N, I think it was, I actually thought that it was like Macaman or something like that. I was I was struggling, too, man. I was just like, <laughs> Mixelflip? Yes, uh, Jared says that the Q sound makes like a... <sighs> So it's Muhammad. Like, Muhammad. so it sounds similar to Manhattan. And I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. So there is that. Uh, if you want to check the script out, Jason, you might have My a turn to ask. Yes, sir. All right. Well, it says here, folks, that it's uh, time for us to talk about who is the ultimate warrior. Uh, We're going to spotlight the warrior who distinguished himself or herself the most in the book. Um, So, Delvin, who gets your vote? I'll go obvious. I'll go Nova. Nova is the star of this arc, and he's coming through. And he made a tough decision. And think about that, dude. Like, if you were given a position and you had a not a cushy job, but a job that gave you glamour, it allowed you to provide a comfortable life for your family. And then someone comes along and says, well, you know, this whole platform, this whole world that you're basing this off of is a lie. And you're like, well, I live a lie in comfort or do I have to seek the truth no matter what it, what comes of that and live with the consequences of that truth? A lot of people would choose the lie. A lot of them would. And at that point, like Nova had a decision to make when Marvel man uh, confronted him and he said, hold on. It was a, it was a great line and it's actually worth bringing up and uh, repeating. He said, um, I have no choice. I have to do what I know is right. And that takes grit. That takes courage. It takes intestinal fortitude to do that. And for all of those reasons, he's my ultimate warrior. What do you think, Jason? Well, Nova was going to be my number one choice as well. Um, but, you know, for the interest of conversation, I'll go with a close second. I think Marvel Man really kind of stepped up um, going right from the beginning of the the issue. Uh, it took 
the whole lot of them, it took great fortitude just to journey through that gate. None of them really knew yeah. exactly what was going to happen or, you know, even if they were going to survive. So to go through that gate uh, and then to square off against the Avengers, and I don't care what reality you're in. If you hear the term Avengers, you know you're in for a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to be to be situationally aware enough to say, you know what, I, I can't really waste my time fighting with these guys. I've got to accomplish the mission. I've got to take out this generator. Uh, doesn't matter if we win or lose the fight if this generator is still standing at the end of the, you know, at the end of the day. So to 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 go and make that run and then encounter Nova and then be able to be that final switch, you know, that says mm-hmm. okay, yeah, to 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 bring him to to our side to to have him accept the truth, which allows him to accomplish the mission at the end of the day. Um, you know, I, I'm with you all the way on Nova, but I'll, I'll throw a vote in for my close number two Marvel man. Absolutely. By the way, let us know in the comments what you guys think, who would be the ultimate warrior for you. Go ahead. Jason. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking to, looking to see if anybody had any, uh, comments there. I'll, I'll, I'll catch up with them if they do. All right. All right. Okay, so it looks like uh, we got a category called the Ultimate Warrior here. I think that's me. Uh, So this is where we'll talk about who we're just a bit concerned about in the segment called the Ultimate Warrior. All right. I guess, Delvin, we'll go back to you. Who's your Ultimate Warrior? I don't know. I mean, there are a few characters. I could actually put Nova in this category I, I, I'm thinking a little bit of Night Thrasher because I'm kind of interested to see what in the world he's going to do as a kid after seeing his parents uh, and friends so brutally murdered. Uh, but I'm going to go with Sphinx. I mean, because she did everything she could. It looks like she didn't really want to be involved in this fight at all. And she's now, now though. she's in it now, had no choice. And now she has entered the fray. And uh, what a dynamic Splash page that was. I'll see if um, it's one of the pages that showed up or not. Um, one second. First, I'm going to change the banner. Uh-huh. Oh, there we go. And look at me knowing Jared well. That last splash page is a beaut to where you got oh. Sphinx. I mean, she is like 60 doggone feet tall, looking like she's just about to rain hellfire and damnation down on the mutant liberation front. So I'm a little bit worried about her. I don't know what she's going to do. I don't know if she's going to like tear the world apart. I don't know if she's going to end the lives of all the heroes or not. I'm, 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 I'm worried, but I'm interested. What do you think? To quote, to quote Clubber Lang, my prediction, pain. (laughs) 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 Yeah. I guess that was a question that I had too, because she kind of reminded me a little bit of a combination of Jacosta and um, Vision, like a, a mashup. Of yeah. This. I guess more of a comment than a question. Um, <clears throat> Ultimate Warrior, I think um, Night Thrasher. You said his name was Dwayne? I did. Uh, Dwayne Taylor. Yeah. That's the one that had me worried. That was a tough night. Um little Dwayne had there uh, lost his lost his parents, lost his best friend and um, is on the run. We don't know psychologically that has to just be awful. Um, what's mm. going to become of him, how he's going to deal with this. These are all questions that I have and which lead me to wonder if there's going to be more stories in the future with this alternate world, uh, which we'll get to see his character here, or if there's going to be some ramifications once all the team comes back uh, to their world. Um, I don't know, but that's what's got me curious and, and a little concerned. You're asking some good questions, Jason. I think you might have to at least read along with us uh, and maybe ride <laughs> shotgun in, in the future. Uh, looking at the comments, Jared says his warrior, ultimate warrior is Nova. Jason Lady says Nova is the MVP. Uh-huh. And he also mentions, Jason Lady mentions, that's a good milestone for Noah. He was at a low point in his life when the series began, and he gradually develops for the better. That is true. I mean, at this point, he has gone from the outhouse to the penthouse. But the penthouse was a lie, but at least he got to live it for a short time. 
We, and who knows what's going to happen at this point? And you got that taste. The warrior got that taste. Sometimes, you know, you get that, you know, champagne taste. You don't, you don't want to go back to having that ripple, right? So for the ultimate warrior, Jared mentions Speedball and just says, where the heck is he? I don't know, man. Betty Ford around somewhere, I guess. We <laughs> 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 don't quite know where Speedball is. Maybe Speedball makes an appearance. In Act 3 of this drama, it's hard to say, but we will find out because we will be covering it next month. Great discussion, Jason. Great discussion and comments from the audience. And now it's time for overall ratings for the book. 1 to 10, Nightsticks, Escrima, Trunkian, any one of them. We, we can just juxtapose them all three. But Jason, what would you rate New Warriors 12? I'm afraid it might be a little unfair since I didn't get all the backstory, but I'm going to go solid eight on this. I thought that the uh, action elements were entertaining. thought the characters were interesting. You had a, ri- a rich, diverse mix of characters, but they were all unique enough that they, they stood out. Um, mm-hmm. I thought the villain, uh, very interesting, interesting backstory. Um, having the... Um, Foe Avengers um, is a very tough villain um, lineup to beat. So all the elements were there. Enjoyable read. Eight from me. You know, I think I'm going to give it a nine. And the reason why I'm going to give it a nine is the story was fantastic to me. Uh, The artwork was very good, too. But, like, I'm just appreciative in hindsight of the effort that Fabian and team took to create this story and they didn't they didn't dawdle with it they didn't waste a lot of time three issues in and out we are telling a tight compact story it has a purpose to it this is act two of that story and the s has absolutely hit the fan and even before the s hit the fan there was a lot of action seeing that s fly to the fan (laughs) so it was it was very fun to see the explanation of how the Sphinx rose to power was fascinating to me. It was very, very good. It was very well thought out and entrenched in not only Fantastic Four lore, but also Nova lore, the original run, which shows that Fabian and company did their homework in creating the story. And it leads you on the edge of your seat as to what in the heck is going to go on in issue 13. I'm very impressed with the effort of it. So I'm going to give it an eye. That's fair. More than fair. We got Courtney, who showed up a little bit late, but she still graced us with the presence for the entire hour, it felt like. She gives it a nine, says the colors are grasping her attention. That's great. And a credit to, who's the colors? Andy Yankus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jason Albrecht, love the Clubber Lang reference. Hey, <laughs> I even got the Clever Lang reference. And the one thing that I'm going to say to Jason, I had a Stormtrooper reference earlier and I did not get props for it. <laughs> and it was a good Stormtrooper <laughs> reference too. <laughs> Accurately used. You did. Everything. You did. Yep, yep. You did, uh, <laughs> did have a Stormtrooper reference. Well, believe it or not, that is the show, everybody. Please come back and join us for next episode where we discuss New Warriors 13, where we conclude the three-part storyline of Forever Yesterday with Sphinx versus the world, literally. If you'd like to hear from us, Longbox Crusade, we everywhere. We everywhere. We just, we crazy like that. We're on Apple Podcasts. You can catch us on most podcasts, to include Spotify. I've seen it myself, www.longboxcrusade.com, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, that I need to update. Patreon, look for Longbox Crusade. You will find us. YouTube channel you're listening to now. Please subscribe. We have a live stream. We do this show on here. We are thinking about introducing uh, podcast content to the show as well once we take care of the trademark issues and everything because we sing a lot of songs. So we do we're putting songs, content. Yeah. yeah, we do sing. <laughs> we, we, we are song singers. <laughs> We sing songs. Very guilty. I'm guilty too. You can email us at contact at longboxcrusade.com. Special shout out to the Crusaders Club members. Find that Patreon feed, y'all. Please join us. $1 a month. That's all we require. And I guarantee you, you will get very much so bang for that buck and a lot of free swag to boot. 
All right. Jason, while you're telling people where you can be found, thank you so much for coming in the pinch hit. Dude, I'm going to flash the telephone across uh, so we don't have to uh, sing, pick up the phone very loudly. Oh, man, I was uh, tuning it up, too. I was going to drop that. Were you? Okay, well, I, I, I don't want to deny. I don't want to deny you. So there's there's the banner uh, right there. Uh, you can leave us a message too. We have a phone uh, answering machine. 707-532-5269 at a seven zero seven five three two Elbot. Jason, hit. Pick up the phone. <laughs> Beautiful, sir. Beautiful. I I would not. Deny you the pleasure of singing that since you were so You're awesome. Good. You came right in from work to be with me. Uh, I really do appreciate it. You pulled my fat from the fire. Now, Jason, where can you be found out there on social media? Well, you can find me at Weasel Skull on Twitter or Jason Albrick at Long uh, Jason Albrick on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> like I haven't said that a million times. And uh, hope you feel better, Jared, uh, for all you folks out there. Um, Jared should be back next time. Unless he's dead, then I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> and very sad. Uh, I can be found at DE underscore RAY 1977. Don't feel bad about tripping up over your own name. I had to look up the script to tell people mine. <laughs> <laughs> It's been a long day. <laughs> it has been a long day, but you know what? We're alive to see the end of it. We're alive to see the end of this show. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And as a send-off, as a reminder, please be a hero to someone, even if it's just to yourself. New Warriors, come out to play. See you next time. Bye. New Warriors, come out to play. Music is provided by musical genius Joe November. Check out his SoundCloud at J O S E F L I N 99. You won't regret it.